Molly. Christina. What's happening, girl? Welcome, everyone, to Chasing the D. Dreams, drama, and everything in between. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Before we begin, Molly, highlight and low light of the week, girl. Oh, girl. Okay, so my low light of the week is I'm actually moving out of London this week. Oh. So I have been packing all my stuff. Big changes coming. Big changes. I'm packing all my stuff and my little rental flat. I've been packing up. Little, it's gorgeous. No, okay. She's she's actually <laughs> really gorgeous. She's like a masonette. A Peter Ted. A Peter Ted. I don't know what that is. Oh, okay. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> so it is a gorgeous flat. And I also, um, you know, I did a succession because I'm extra of goodbye things. So I did a coffee morning, which you very kindly came to. And so we did like a drop in coffee and pastries. I got a shit ton of Gail's pastries and said bye to loads of people, which was very nice. And then I suppose the highlight coupled with that was feeling very loved, being around so many amazing friends and family. And um, we also did a Kaylee on Saturday night, which you came to. We did a Scottish Kaylee. It was fabulous. I've never been to one. It was my first time. And you loved it. Oh, I was sweating though. Those people were dancing their booties off. Girl, I've got bruises on my biceps. <laughs> Molly was the star of the show and was just <laughs> with the, what did you call it? Like a collar? Yeah, the collar. Yeah. She was with the collar, showing off all the <laughs> dance moves, and everyone was following her lead. It was amazing. There were like no one other Scots, so they were relying on me. Yeah, there were no other Scots. It was a very British <laughs> and multicultural group, but yeah. they were all very enthusiastic, which is great. And we love that. Wait, what are your highlights in Lola? My highlight was the Kaylee. Oh, being my old Scottish Scotland <laughs> part of it. Loved it, and yeah, I felt great. Really, just jumping around with you it was really fun, and to see your culture. And the low light was saying goodbye. Oh, uh, sad, but that's why we're talking about this episode. So our episode today is fight or flight, and Molly is actually going through a fight or flight situation. Do you want to tell us more about it? Yeah, I think before we dive into my story, I think it's interesting to talk about um, the definition of fight or flight. Mm. So according to Harvard, a stressful situation, whether something is environmental, such as a looming work deadline, or psychological, such as a persistent worry about losing a job, can trigger a cascade of stress hormones that produce well-orchestrated physiological and psychological changes. A stressful incident can make the heart pound and breathing quicken. Muscle, tense, and beads of sweat appear. This combination of reactions to stress is also known as fight or flight response. And because it's evolved as a survival mechanism, enabling people and other mammals to react quickly to life-threatening situations. The carefully orchestrated yet nearly instantaneous sequence of hormonal changes and physiological responses helps someone to fight the threat off or flee to safety. So that's basically the the definition of it. Mm -hmm. And we were particularly interested in talking about this because there's been new research by WTW Consulting Group in London. And it talks about how almost three quarters, and that's 70% of neurodiverse employees in the UK, are currently suffering with mental health issues and prompting the need for greater support in the workplace and in society in general. Yeah, and I think that's a quite a big number, which is super interesting. But I think... So I know you've been going through some stress and just talk, kind of talk us through with your neurodiversity. How is that kind of manifesting? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at talking about my feelings. Well, I am, but I am. And I'm trying to get better at talking about my feelings. And I'm actually. This is a safe um, space. <laughs> it's a safe space. But um, I think because 
you know, maybe it's like a Scottish thing or maybe it's like a, yeah, I think it's a Scottish thing that we don't talk about our feelings as much. And I, I mean, I do to my family and, and stuff like that, but we typically aren't as open about how we're feeling. But my story is basically that um, I've had a significant change this year that um, I have um, been made redundant in my current role. I'm in my late 20s. Um, and because of that redundancy, um, it has been a very long uh, drawn out process so it kind of started in January and then kind of in April I found out that my I would no longer have a role at the company I was at so I you know have been hustling I've been doing my CVs I've been doing my networking I've been doing all my side gigs always be selling always be selling girl always be networking I love networking <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at it oh so I've been doing all of that for the last couple of months and then it, it, eventually I exited the company in April but I'm on guarding leave until July um, and because, you know, I'm single, I live in a really expensive flat, which I could only afford to be on the salary that I was on before. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to think of all the different things that I could quickly not pay for anymore. So the first thing was my flat. So I was like, I need to get out this flat. And unfortunately, my landlord was also made redundant. So they were going through whatever at the same time. Unfortunately, it's just not a good time for people. And then so I've given up my flat. And then this is my last week in the flat. And I had, I'm very fortunate, and I also want to preface this, that I'm very, very fortunate that I have gardening leave. That's very unusual. That doesn't really happen in the UK, especially. Normally you get like one or two months pay and that's it. So I'm very, very grateful that I have the opportunity to have that and will be able to look for a job for, say, the next couple of months comfortably. And that is a massive privilege. And I don't think I'll ever get that in my life again. Part of my kind of Maybe my personality, maybe also my in being neurodivergent. Um, I am fairly erratic when it comes to change and when it comes to big things happening. And I have a tendency when something happens, a stressful situation is to fly away. <laughs> Literally. She's gonna fly away. <laughs> she wants to fly away. So basically I was like, oh, um, when I heard I was being made redundant, uh, I... My, I did my flat and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Thailand. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so I'm going to go to Thailand, I'm going to go to the beach and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to drink and it's going to be fine or I'm going to have, you know, dive and snorkel and just lie in the sea and it's going to be great. And then I realized I was, um, that I really need to sit in my feels mm-hmm. and really understand what that change um, meant for me and to understand like how I was really feeling about it and Again, I was very privileged that um, we get a therapy through uh, yeah. through our previous or my previous employer. So I also had like weekly therapy sessions, and they were a fantastic Geordie lady who kind of talked to me about it because I actually, when I first was um, told about um, being made redundant, I was really positive because mm-hmm. my I'm generally a very positive person, so I was thinking really proactively of like jobs and things like that, and then I had like two three weeks where I felt awful about myself and I think it's perhaps because of like societal pressures at this age you know in my late 20s mm-hmm. um a lot of my very very best friends and close friends and family are what society perceives and to be in a very comfortable situation they have a partner who loves them and adores them um you know they have a lovely house um they have perhaps we have how are more settled and I hate that word but I hate, or hate that, that phrase word. I hate that but are phrase, yeah. you know are more set up basically mm-hmm. so I had this like harboring resentment to um 
to them or to just to just the situation not yeah. to, I'm very happy for my friends and family like I'm very grateful to have them in my life and that they love love their life and are having a great time but I felt resentment in the sense that I had planned this year I knew like I was going for another job in the business I was hoping to be in another city I was you know all the kind of like I think I was mourning with opportunities that would have happened and I was also like really resentful that I didn't have I have an amazing network of friends and family they've been amazing but I felt resentful that I didn't have anyone to like really properly call when I was offloading and I felt really low and it made me really sad that I was like lying in my bed like I, I never have problems sleeping mm -hmm. I had a shit ton of CrossFit which I know I've spoken about before <laughs> and exercise and I read a lot and I like see friends all the time but I knew I wasn't in a good place because I couldn't sleep and that's a really big thing for me and I noticed it so I'd be up at like 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 7 a.m. trying to go back to sleep, trying to get up or whatever and <clears throat> I feel like I'm not talking this in a very uh, sequential way but uh, the middle dip basically was like um, me realizing like actually this is a really big life change and also I'm trying to understand my brain and why I was so affected by it and why was I so positive before and feeling so awful about myself now and trying to understand that I, and then I did loads of, you know I, my go-to thing is I always research and understand like why I'm thinking like this um and I was reading all these different articles and it was saying like, if you are neurodiverse, it is harder to accept changes in oh, the same way. Okay. Yeah, in the same way that maybe a neurotypical person was because you're so used to like your routine and having like the consistency. Mm -hmm. So um, basically I, I've started to put more routine in um, my through this gardening leave period and like ensuring I've been doing Spanish lessons. So I'm doing them like twice a week. I'm doing CrossFit every day. I'm making sure I see one person a day, all that kind of stuff. And to go back to the flight or fight thing, I realized I didn't want, I shouldn't go to Thailand, which <laughs> is what I would normally do. Okay. And spend my money on, on going away. And actually I need to like sit and realize that actually I need to fight all these feelings. Like if you feel depressed, that's actually it's it's just a for me is a passing it will eventually pass mm -hmm. if you feel anxious for me it will eventually pass and I'm very grateful that I have all my coping mechanisms and um yeah and then basically trying to work through that how did you realize or how did you know that that's what you wanted to do oh go what, away what was the cha no uh, sitting within your feelings oh like, what was the change that made you think okay because I usually just run off to Thailand and <laughs> make a flight but now okay let me try something different this time. so uh, therapy very grateful my therapist was like babe are you sure you want to go to Thailand you're going through a lot and I was like yeah I'm gonna go and she was like okay but like is this like rational and I was like okay you're right and I, I just spoke to loads of people people about it I spoke to my parents my parents were very un like very sweet and um, I spoke to loads of friends and they're like I think you just need to have a bit of a break and uh, I didn't even normally even I would run off back home to Scotland as well and be with my family and I realized like actually I think that would make me feel worse because I need to try and just like sweat it out I don't know how to, to describe that yeah um yeah so I'm kind just of being like in London being just go with the motion going with emotions like enjoying being very grateful for the time I have here give for my friends my family um making sure that I am you know, uh, giving back to people, um, whether it's cooking dinner for friends or with the local community, doing doing all the things that give me joy and make me feel good. Yeah, but I have booked a one way ticket to Guatemala, <laughs> which we also need to talk about. Which we also need to talk about. 
<laughs> but it's a little bit more planned. Thank you for sharing that. But also it you had the rug just pulled underneath from you and just everything that you thought, like you said, you're planning on moving to different jobs and different yeah. areas within the business. And then just all of that being just kind of going away in a second. I can only imagine just everything that you went through. Yeah, it's 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 weird. And I think also and as I said before, it's like more about mourning like what you thought your life was going to be. Mm -hmm. Like even I know we spoke about it in previous episodes, but like you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not like, um, I haven't, I have dated a lot, but I haven't. I felt like mourned that side as well. I was like, I've more moved four times in the last year because mm -hmm. post pandemic, I came back to London from Scotland, and I've moved so many different times, and you know, in between, um, so I was like mourning that as well because I was really enjoying my time here, and. I'm trying to just be accepting that like, you know, if I'm, you know, maybe it's not my time to date now. Maybe it's not my time to be more secure. Maybe it's a really great opportunity to be away and have a more structured time while I'm away and really and trying to enjoy it and know that so many people wouldn't have this. Mm -hmm. So I try not to compare myself to other people. I was going to say that. So I think that's the other thing in your late 20s, everyone's getting married, everyone's having babies. We just <laughs> talked about fertility. To freeze or not to freeze? There's so many questions all the time. Yeah. Who, why aren't you dating anyone? Why aren't you married? Why aren't you engaged? Blah, blah, blah. How do you kind of handle that in that pressure cooker of just people coming at you all the time? I And it's interesting you say that because I think I've um, made sure I'm like re looking really inward as well. And I have a, a really lovely neighbor who's talks a lot about mindfulness and affirmations and everything and we speak a lot about spirituality and I think it's really important and um, basically when I first came back to London I got a real shock post-pandemic because people's lives to change so dramatically it used to be like we'll go out this night we'll do this we'll do that blah 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 and then I realized I spent so much of my time on my own and I know I live on my own I'm very privileged that I'm allowed to live on my own but I realized like oh I spent all my time on my own I had to self-soothe if I like passed out, basically, my big realization was last year, I was really, this is really TMI, but I ate a really bad tuna sandwich. Ooh, I love tuna though. Uh, no, no, after this incident. And I was violently <laughs> ill, like vomit oh, no. for hours. And then I was so ill, I passed out. <gasps> I oh my God. I fainted and then woke up hours later. This is I, I must have fainted and then slept. And I'm really lucky that like my sister's a nurse, my best friend's a medic. Like I was so many people I could contact afterwards, but I woke up and I was like, holy shit, I could have died and no one would have known. Oh, <laughs> and I think it's was it's just accepting that like this is just like you're very lucky to live in your own, you're very lucky to be able to self-soothe yourself. Some people will never have those tools. Anyway, I've really yeah. massively digressed. Oh, but. no. I Well, I think also, <laughs> like you said, looking inward is a big thing. Yes. Oh, yes. Able to have, a, you know, build self-confidence and talk about self-love. Yeah. Because you were talking about weddings, weren't you? Yeah. Weddings and just the pressures that society puts on us. But girl, you're young. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just making sure that you're, yeah, as you say, like looking and being in your feels, um, I also would say there's so many amazing resources as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I've had bouts of or bouts of anxiety and depression at, throughout my life, and I realized that I probably have had it since like I don't know since I was quite young. Um, but I think more so in kind of my adult years, I really understood it more. And my anxiety presents in the way that I forget what I've done that day, which is mm. really weird. I can mm. even forget whole conversations. Is that stress, though? The stress part of that? It's just like sometimes if I'm really anxious, I'm just like, I, bla I black out. Oh. 
like I'll know I was there, but I don't remember what happened because I was so wound up about it. So my, my big like, and I don't feel it. I mean, this is the first time in like years I've really been anxious and, and depressed. And I would say that a couple of years ago, like I I didn't know what my how to solve for it but now I'm like I know that I need to read I know I need to like not do very much I need to nap during the day I need to eat really healthily a big thing for me is eating really healthily mm-hmm. not you know feed your gut feed your brain feed your gut feed your brain don't drink too much don't s- smoke any marijuana or anything like that just be like as kind and as healthy and also being in um nice environments so also being around people who I'm really really comfortable with which it goes back to our avoiding attachment style because when I'm in this like stressor situation, I avoid people who don't make me feel good or mm. avoid bad energy. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing though. And just recognizing the things that do help you get through certain situations, yeah. whether it be a d- depressive bout or whatever it is. I think it's just learning how you work, your brain works, and that's all that you really can do. And just focus on loving yourself and doing what you can every day just to kind of keep on keeping on i also journal so every day i have a great uh like a grateful what what do you call it like i'm like a gratitude gratitude journal yeah. so i do like three things i'm really grateful for the day i also have a like an app so it, it, every and this is quite nice because it's kind of replaced my emails and this is really lame but it's replaced my emails in the morning i have one thing i'm looking forward to that day like a zen moment and then also like an affirmation and like how you can give back to other people that day and then like going and then in the evening you do like reflective and I'm like that really helps me as well I was gonna say is there anything else that other people can do that are going through some similar situations I would recommend I mean I'm a big talker I love talking to people and I'll just okay. tell people I'm not feeling good and I have found I've never have normally done that but in the past couple of weeks when I've felt really like awful about myself I just tell people I'm like yeah. I'm sorry I'm having a really bad day like I'm not feeling good about myself I can't talk confidently just I need to like be on my own and fester <laughs> and just like cry and like do some sage mm-hmm. I love sage as well yeah <laughs> uh, if you're into all that stuff um but I would say yeah to- you know if you're have the those people you can who can support you and talk to and then also there's so many amazing local resources so I've always used mind they're amazing they've got amazing resources um headspace app is okay but i don't think it's amazing i also find this really good spotify if you're having problems with sleep which i've been having it's like fairy tales Ooh. and it's basically designed to make you sleep i absolutely conk out halfway through because they're made up fairy tales oh i love that <laughs> they're made and that's amazing um and yeah mine's really good and then also like local it's called iapt in london i'm not sure what it's called outside of london but they're like local uh counseling local like psych- psychological support and they're really really good the main thing is like making sure if you are feeling bad or you're having moments, like making sure you're open about it. Because mm-hmm. um, you never really know what anyone's going through. Yeah. And I think people are really good at masking it where it's just, oh, yep, they turn it on for certain certain people or certain meetings. But you really don't know what's going on under the hood. So yeah. you're just walking with empathy and, and compassion. Absolutely. And then... um go back to the flight thing though i was gonna say we need to talk about your big trip yeah. that's coming up so i am going to central america love it because Let's i talk was, about it yeah because all the things that i uh love doing you know and they make me feel good finding about new cultures and learning new things so i'm basically going to guatemala and i'm going to do a spanish course for two weeks with uh, one of my good friends which i'm very excited about um and then i'm gonna go surfing there and again, this is all like I'm very privileged that I'm allowed to I have the means to do this with my gardening leave. And then I'm going to go to Honduras diving. 
oh, to Utila. Beautiful. And then I'm going to go to Belize for a while. Um, And then my brother's also, he's having a moment as well, bless his soul. Oh. So I'm going to meet him out there as well. And I've got different people I'm going to meet along the way, which I feel very grateful for. Um, Just going out with an open heart and an open mind. Exactly. And I'm just trying to go with the flow, see what happens and do things that make me happy. Do you have any anxiety about that? Or is it more of just like now you're ready to... Christina, I have chapter. raging anxiety. Oh no! <laughs> raging anxiety. Oh, no. I think I'm most. I think, oh. but like it goes back to like I feel really so many like there's so many things people keep on asking me when I'm coming back mm. when they're going to see me again. There's, a, there's always so many questions. It can yeah, hype down. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that stresses me out. And yeah. I think uh, that is my main thing that makes me anxious. And I think people have lots of expectations. And I kind of am just trying to make sure I'm like, don't unalive myself. And I'm just looking after myself. And that's mm-hmm. my main priority the next couple months. GPS tracker. People know where you are. GPS the tracker, minute baby. you're on a beach drinking a thonga beer, <laughs> be fine. Oh, like yeah. what corporate job? What flat? Girl, you're 100%. Be just enjoying the most magnificent sunsets and in a hammock living your best life. I want to go see a shit ton of fish. And like yoga shorting. Yeah, turtles. You always eat healthier, I feel like, when you're in the sun. The minute you're in the sun and there's a nice, you know, beautiful sunrise, you're just be, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be shredded, hot surfer guys. <laughs> yes. I, I, I know it sounds like you're leading a lot, but there's just so much out there and so much adventure and so much for you to see and for people to meet you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to me. Oh, thank you for sharing. And I know it is a tough subject, but I think like the whole point of this podcast is to be open and vulnerable because if you've been going through that there's someone else that's probably going through that too and just want people to know that they're not alone exactly exactly and then do you want to end on any resources or also a fun fact yes so check out mind i'd really recommend mind charity they're amazing i'd recommend iapp so your local like uh, counseling psychology services um, and then I'd also recommend this gratitude app. Mm. Um, I think it's really good. And then also just having a notebook. My mom's like always tells me the things to look forward to. And she writes the things that you'd like to do if you're going through something. So she has a wee notebook that she says, you know, my, my granddad passed away a couple of years ago. And she literally wrote all the things she was excited about the next couple of months. And it made her feel really good. So every time she got excited about something, she added something. So everyone has different things. But it's mm-hmm. interesting. Just sometimes pen to paper makes you feel really good. Mm-hmm. Um, my random ass fact to completely change the subject is, did you know that the guy who uh, found the London Tube allegedly lived in Camberwell? Oh. And it was because he didn't want to be connected to the rest of London. What? So he built the tube and he doesn't want to be part of the tube? I know. So rude. That's all alleged. Oh, okay. What's your random ass fact? Well, my only random fact, because I always like to keep it with the California theme, is that California has hosted the winter and the summer Olympics. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if there's other girl. cities that have done <laughs> There might have been. But uh, yeah, we love LA. We love LA. LA, baby. I'll be there as part of my trip, I'm sure. Yes. Well, thank you, Molly, for sharing. Again, thank you for being so open and vulnerable. And we hope just everyone just leans on friends, talks about it. And tomorrow's a new day. We got to talk about it. Remember, feelings are just temporary. Exactly. And thoughts are just temporary. This too shall pass. We love you, Molly. We and good you, luck Christina. on your adventure. Bye, meatballs. Speak to you soon. Speak soon. Bye.